There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 86 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode two of season three of Killjoys. Yeah! <laughs> I am loving, loving, loving how the show totally, it ramped up in a whole different way than I was expecting, so I'm loving this. So let's just jump into it before I just gush about it. So go ahead with the ratings, Steve. <laughs> All right, episode two brought in a 0.16 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.605 million viewers. Rating it 47th overall cable show for the evening. So it keeps moving up and numbers keep going up. That's really good that everybody's jumping on Killjoys early. Yes, we love this. We love it. All right. So we don't have the Life Plus 7 yet, right? Right. On They're about two to three weeks behind. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's get to episode two, A Skinner Darkly. Turin insists Dutch and Davin take a few of the rack's best brains for a test drive mission in search for a temporary replacement for Johnny. The rookies soon find themselves over their heads, trapped in an abandoned black site, bent on killing them all. Across the J, Johnny finds himself in hot water of his own as he searches for Clara. It leads him to a mysterious skin rejuvenation center, hiding an even bigger mystery under its surface. Well... That just sounds very double entendre right there. <laughs> but I don't like the fact that they started with these, uh, the best brains. And they're like, oh, right. which of, which one of us gets to replace Johnny? And I think I was right there with Dutch. We're like, no, no. Yeah, no, there is no replacing Johnny. No, it's not going to happen. Yes. I was just ticked. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, what, what is this girl doing? And uh, is, okay. Because I don't see you having the note in there. Is that one guy, one of the brains, our guy from Continuum? Continuum, yes, it was. Okay, I thought that was him, but of course nothing was coming up right away with um, IMDb for that night. Right. And I was like, is that him? And of course I'm going to completely blank. Oh, crap, because I was Eric tweeting. Nudson. Thank you. Because I did tweet it out. And I'm like, what was his name? Because he looks so different. Right, with the long hair, long scraggly hair, yes. Yeah. It took me a little while to recognize him as well. I said, I know that. Who is that? <laughs> I don't know. He looks so much skinnier, too. I didn't think that was possible. That kid was tiny anyway. Right. I don't know. Maybe because we're just seeing him in a different light, and he was so front and center with Continuum. Right. So it, that's probably why I'm like, oh, wait, I know him. So, again, sci-fi. Bringing all of their other people together. Thank you, Sci-Fi. Oh, well, and there was another one of the three. Also is a uh, former uh, Sci-Fi Wait, which one? Character. Which was the other one? Seth, the girl. What was she in? She was in Defiance. Oh, my gosh. Jelena. 
Seriously. It's so weird when you take them out of, like, what you're used to seeing them in. Right. Change it just slightly. It's like, I don't know who she is, but I know she looks familiar. Right. And then we got something totally different, too, in this episode. We have a bionic pop star, which I didn't even know this was a thing. Her name is Victoria (laughs) Modesta. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if she's, like, a big name somewhere because I've seen so many people tweeting about her. And I had to look it up. I'm like, wait, what's bionic pop star? It's like a thing. (laughs) Yes. I, I apparently am super out of the loop. So anybody who knows what bionic pop star is, Shoot us an email because I am like, oh, hey, she looks pretty cool. Oh, she's a pop star. Wait, why are they focusing on the word bionic pop star? Right. Let us know because she's just seemed kind of cool. And I'm like, I'm, I'm totally fine with her being like super cool and awesome. I just don't know what bionic pop star means. So <laughs> shoot us an email, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Somebody enlighten me, educate me because she was, yes. she just reminded me of, like one of those uh mean girls and like well basically in the the movie mean girls but you know like she would be one of those kind of girls right she was super pretty though too but with the weird bouffant hair i that's just, yes i don't know how any girls can do their hair like that i know this is totally off topic i have hair more like flow from progressive my like flat <laughs> i can't do like big hair but I'm just impressed, and it like didn't move, so it was really impressive. Yeah, it was a little uh, B52ish. So. Yes, yes, but it was cool. I liked it. She, she just a looked... pop reference that both of us can do. <laughs> Something I know. <laughs> oh, but she was so pretty. She's very like China dollish. She just had like perfect skin. But then again, don't they all? Yes. Hollywood, I guess. So why don't we talk about what actually happened, other than me like weirdly fawning over her hair and skin? So, how about Johnny and Ollie? All right. Well, we pick up where we ended last episode. Johnny takes the injured Ollie back to the Hackbar mod and demands that they help her. Well, we find out that Ollie really wasn't injured. She was just put into sleep mode. How the heck did that happen? Uh, Apparently, the guy who attacked her knew right where the button was. (laughs) Huh. That's interesting. Because right. I really, even though they said it, I really thought it was like some kind of, I don't know, he shot her with like an EMP or something to make her go down or actually hurt her somehow. Right. That's weird. Yeah, that was one, that was very interesting to find out that all the hack mods have a reset switch, which was put in there because the owners were afraid that they might rise up against them and the owners would have a way to uh, take them out well that's kind of scary especially if they're still planning on trying to take down the factory exactly they have a weakness they have to figure out how to fix first yes besides um what we find out later on in the episode (laughs) but they also were told that the guy who attacked her was a skinner someone who paid a hefty price to get another skin plastered onto them that's just gross yes so Johnny and Ollie go to the Livio Surgical Spa to discover more about the Skinners. And here is where Johnny meets with Nico, our bionic pop star, as Ollie takes a look around. And what Ollie finds is Disgusting. not a good thing. Yes. <laughs> Wait, because wasn't it worse? Like later she actually says it's like prosciutto hanging, but wasn't good. Right. Like, yeah. What is it with sci-fi doing this to us? 
Because they did that in Candle Cove. I'm like, you not want me to ever eat bacon or prosciutto. Is that what this is? Yeah. You guys are killing me. It was weird, too. It was very, like, horror movie mixed with, like, every haunted house. Right. Because she does find skinned corpses hanging from meat hooks bathed in plasma. And you go, this cannot be good. No. And I, I have to say, when I was tweeting this one, a lot of people are like, oh, I shouldn't have been eating during this episode. Right. <laughs> yes, this was an episode not to eat while watching. Uh, it was funny, though. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm weird because I'm fine with this. But then it was something else in one of our other shows, same night. I was like, oh, oh, I can't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I was fine with this and was dying with something else. But I didn't get why they were hosing him down with plasma. Well, that was to keep what skin was left still pliable. Yeah. Yeah. That's just kind In of case they need some more of it for something else or for someone else. Now, of course, Johnny wants some evidence to test. Oh. Ollie does end up working that out later. Yes. Now, of course, the two are warned to leave by a friendly employee, good old Yoki, who was also Clara's friend. And you go, boy, this girl gets around. Right. And she's like, no, you just have to go. Trust me. And it's like, uh, why are you so, like, bound and determined for them to just not find out what's going on? Right. You you worry that she's not on the right side of this. Right. Now, of course, after running some tests on the hands that um, (laughs) Ollie gets for Johnny. There was his evidence. Yeah, he learns that Livio has been harvesting the skins of Hackmod owners. So, people who are invested with the factory. Right, and that would be able to go just about anywhere they pleased. Uh Uh-huh. So, we start to see what a possible plan is with this. Now, as Johnny digs further, he determines that Ollie has lost six years, thinking it's... 1056 instead of 1062, apparently. This starts getting me worried because it's like, wait a second. Why has she lost that memory? What did they do to her? And how is she just suddenly out running? And still, I haven't put any pieces together at this point. I was just like, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on? Right. And we go on to find out that it was Yoki and Nico who helped Clara destroy her identity and replace it with the new one in the hopes that one day the two of them and eventually all hack mods could congregate in their own colony at the end of the jade. I don't know, honestly, just I'm talking about it, the hack mods talking about it. Do they really think that's something that the owners would let happen or the factory in general? They seem pretty confident that their plan could work. At least Yoki sure does. Oh, maybe she's just an idealist. It could be. Now, of course, Nico is just hell-bent on destroying any Hackmod owner and just skinning them big time. Yeah. She wants revenge because she actually was taken in by one of the doctors, shall we say, and he ended up deciding she needed to be a, a mod. So she's definitely got... uh even though she's already taken him out, it's not enough. She's got a, anybody that's 
been a hack mod owner has got to be taken out as far as she's concerned. So if anything, that might be the one thing that destroys their plan. Ah, okay. And we do get to see that she has a modification on her leg because early on she ends up taking out, I guess it was a Skinner, right? It was somebody who wasn't taking to the skin though. Right. And they kind of had a little tiff back and forth. And that's when I'm like, wow, talk about killer heels because her leg suddenly became a spike. It's like, pew, pew, and you're done. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wow, okay. And then. And got one that actually fires stuff and almost took out Ollie with it. Yeah, it was very, uh, oh, what was that one? Planet Terror with Rose McGowan with like the leg. It's like an AK. It's kind of yeah. funny, whatever it was. But uh, she also has something. I want to say it was her eye. Right. She does camera. have a bionic eye. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's something that was not even noticeable. And the no, it wasn't, wasn't unless she made it noticeable. Right. So that was kind of weird that, I mean, we have all these hack mods that have very noticeable modifications. And then you have her where it's not noticeable. So it's like, yes. is that where the factory's going? And then how are you going to be able to tell? Exactly. Uh-oh. Now, of course, while they're, while they're all, fi- while they're finding out this information, Yoki and Ollie's chess mods go off, knocking them out, and Nico comes in and takes Johnny. Yeah, the whole bar went down. Right. And that was just crazy. Because then when, you know, Ollie wakes up, you, you see Yoki, like, she's crying. She's like, I didn't know, I didn't know. Ollie's like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. Uh, but she yeah. wants to help Johnny because apparently when they scanned his face when he was trying his undercover work, which wasn't very undercover, they figured out who he was. And I love how they're like, oh, well, he's a little asymmetrical. We can fix this. We can fix that. And he, he's like, wait, hold on. Like, he didn't think they would be picking out that many things to change on his face. Right. I think he was a little hurt. <laughs> Thought he was going to go pout. Yeah, but Nico tells him that, yes, it would be... uh very advantageous to their plan to have a true killjoy. Right. Because her people have been going around the quadrant collecting plasma at all these places that just happen to be guarded by killjoys. And you go, hmm. Right, because we didn't know really how many people were involved. It's like, okay, were that 437 actually involved or not? Right, and it sure sounds like a lot of them are. Which kind of worries me, too. It's like, oh, crap. How many of them are we going to have to take out? I don't want this to happen. The odds keep getting uh, worse, smaller and smaller and smaller for our group to win this war once it really gets started, I'm afraid. Who knows? I, I don't know. We're going to keep holding out hope. That's all. Right. And speaking about holding out hope... Johnny is about to get skinned when, fortunately, Ollie's entrance causes a commotion, and she has to leave, and Johnny remembers, oh, I have a finger mod. Let me see if I that can help me escape. Yeah, especially because it was close. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, ah. I kept, like, kind yeah. of cringing. <laughs> Thankfully, yes, he was able to use his little finger saber. To cut everything, and it worked out great for him. Right. Of course, Johnny wants Ollie to come with him back to the ship, 
But Ollie decides to stay with the hack mods, but tells Johnny to call if he needs her help. Uh, well, you kind of skipped over the heartbreaking part here. Right. You don't want to say it? Uh, that six years we find out was because Ollie isn't Ollie. Right. Ollie is Clara. And the whole time, she was helping find herself, which sounds very metaphorical. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it. so she starts to freak out. She's like, whose face is this? Right. And they never really explained why they, you know, she changed her face. But a lot of people were kind of ticked, saying that this means we're not getting Stephanie Leonidas back. And so do we have any information as to why? Uh, she's not doing another show right now. Oh, okay. I didn't know what was going on. I must not have caught that. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think she's doing one for BBC America, actually. Oh, okay. But I know. Or the BBC. Not BBC uh, America, but BBC. But I know a lot of people were not happy with that, that final information. Right. Because if they changed her, then we're probably never getting her back. That's possible, but I don't see it as a, a complete end all. I do have a feeling that there would be a possibility for them to reverse the surgery and bring uh, our Clara back, but that may not be until the end of the season or next season. Uh, that was a little heartbreaking because she started to freak out, and Johnny kind of started to freak out when he realized it, and he had to tell her. Right. I felt bad. <sighs> yes, it was a very sad <laughs> moment. Yeah, Twitter just wasn't happy, I'll tell you that. Yes. But let's go Extremely. let's go to a couple other people that weren't really happy. Right. Such a David. Yes, they are on a mission to retrieve data and they prove that while they may be keen military strategists, they're not rocket scientists as they blow up a computer by entering a code incorrectly. <laughs> well, maybe somebody needs to write better. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so of course that uh in turn has Turin wanting Dutch and Davin to train some scientists as a temporary replacement for the one and the only Johnny. Yes. And can I say, because I don't see it, a certain Mr. Davin actually admits it, that Johnny is irreplaceable. Yes. And he's like, I wish he was here. And I was like, yes, finally. But then again, how yeah, many times? Yeah. How many times your brother is actually... Admit that they miss each other and stuff. Come on. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, yes, our three candidates, which, again, did not realize Zeph was from Defiance. Right. And then we have Benji, who apparently hasn't been in any of our sci-fi shows. Not that I'm aware of, no. And then we have our third candidate, Mr. Eric Knudsen from Continuum, which I thought was great. Like I said, they're bringing them together. But I just right. didn't like Zeph being so over the top with, oh, which one of us fits to replace him? No, no, just shut up and sit down. <laughs> say nothing. And I thought it was, well, I won't say it wasn't a good sign of Eric Knudsen returning because his character wasn't given a name in this episode. I was wondering about that or if you had just missed the name. No, uh, on IMDb, there was no name associated with his character. Third guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Makes me wonder, because they're supposed to come back at some point. So I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see if uh, we, well, <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Okay. 
All right. So they're taking them to an outpost where the comms are down. And as they comb through the facility, they narrowly escape with their lives after two of the scientists trigger a decontamination protocol that incinerates all organic material inside one of the rooms. Yeah, not the best of things to happen. No. And Benji has a little problem <laughs> keeping uh, uh, his appetite, shall we That say. was funny because Tom's like, don't do it, Ricky. Don't, don't do yeah. it. And you think it's going to be fine. And then he's like, ugh, he did it. Yeah, Davin was definitely on all three of their cases through the whole episode. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was funny because it, it's like hurting cats. You know, it's like, right. come on, guys, got to keep doing this. Pay attention. Uh, I, he definitely isn't, isn't the babysitter type. No, <laughs> not at all. Of course, Dutch has to don a flame retardant suit and ventures into the bowels of the facility where she deactivates a switch panel that will prevent any more decontamination flare-ups. And, of course, this whole uh, scene was really interesting. Were you holding because, your breath? Because I was. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And we finally get to see Eric Knudsen's character step up and talk Dutch through this, which... Actually, I was pretty impressed with. Yeah, because it was, at this point, it was like an oh crap kind of situation. They only have X amount of time. And then the three scientists are kind of like arguing back and forth. And Davin has to like discharge his weapon and be like, hey, back on point. Yes. That's our girl in there. You need to get her through. How how does she just, she has a gold hairpin. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Who ha just happens to have a gold hairpin? I mean, I love the way she, they always have her hair, but you have gold hairpins? I'm lucky if I can even find a bobby pin, okay? Right. Oh, my gosh, just a gold hairpin. Okay, good job. That probably costs a whole lot of money. Those scientists must be like, you know, she's got a gold hairpin. I don't even make that much. <laughs> but who knows how they even have money and script and everything else in the future, whatever. But still, right. so weird. Yes, and that should have been really been our very first clue. As to, hmm, something's not quite right here. As Zeph notices that during this little scene that Davin isn't sweating at all. See, and I wasn't thinking that was weird. I was thinking he's a professional. He was military. He's been doing this crap for how long? Right. You know, it's not like he's losing his lunch by like Benji over there. Yeah. He knows he has this to stay. This is true, but there is, let's say there is a little bit of a connection between him and Dutch that, yes, if she was in a life and death situation, yeah, he may not sweat, but his um, blood pressure might go up a little bit, and um, there was none of that. Well, none that we can see, I guess. But, right, or, or none that Zeph could actually measure uh -huh. because she actually made a comment, not only that he's not sweating, his uh, heart rate never went up. Right, because she starts scanning him, and then when she asks, like, the weird questions, he's like, and we're done. Done, yeah. <laughs> and she just is like, it's totally normal, what are you talking about? No, you don't ask people if they're moist in areas. Yes. These are not everyday conversations you have. Ah. I think, honestly, that got me more, because I'm just like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> that got me more than the hand, because it was so not normal. Not like a hand dissection is normal, but just, like, the questions were like, ah, stop. <laughs> but then, you know, 
little Miss Zeph is like, okay, well, we were supposed to get in here and get that communications back online. So that's what I'm going to do. And the whole time, Dobbin's like, we don't leave anybody behind. And then we find out she's locked in somewhere. And as he's like yelling and trying to shoot the glass and hit it, he's like, the the freaking decontamination thing is still on. What are you doing? We're going to die. Right. Yeah, seeing that they all were infected by this uh, pathogen. Yes, and then all of a sudden you see flames, and I was like, holy crap! What happened? What What the... Yeah, that was pretty much my reaction on Twitter, too. I'm like, what just happened? And we turn around and see them back on the ship, and Turn is there and sends Zeph home for disobeying orders, even though she knew it was assimilation. Well, if she can't follow orders, even in the simulation, how do they expect her to follow orders later? Right. But Dutch tracks Zeph down at the bar and basically tells her, you're on the team. The secret team. Right. (laughs) But it's not a bad thing, because if everyone thinks that Zeph got sent away, she can be, like, inside information for the weird stuff that she starts picking up. Right. And... Yes, I do believe Zeph will be more of an asset than a, a nuisance, shall we say, Okay. in the long run. I do believe she will stay on Lucy more than she's not on Lucy. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, especially when Johnny returns to Lucy with the complete map of all the plasma in the quad. Yeah, because... And it was funny because he sneaks up on Dutch... And Dutch pulls her gun and just was a split second away from pulling the trigger. Johnny's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm not a hologram this time. So he brings back the map, which is great, and fills it in. And unfortunately, it sucks at the same time. Yeah, because it's huge. Oh, my gosh, there's so many. And then weirder stuff happens. Right, because we actually do see Anila. Finally. Yes, as she is. Bathing in green plasma on her big, badass ship. <laughs> it was just like, ew, what? She's getting in that green goop. I don't know. Right. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we see Del Saya. I was so surprised. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. What? 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 Yeah. And she's been all restored. And Anila's like, oh, goody, you're back. Uh. Yeah. What? So... I, Apparently that green plasma has definitely got some uh, power. I don't even know what to say about that scene, though. I uh, know. Totally speechless, so there we go. This was just well, crazy. Of course, yeah. And one thing that hit me today was because of us being told that there are different plasma all over the place and it's not all the same as Arkans, I am very worried about Davin. Because I have a feeling he might be under the influence of a non-Arkan plasma. And that's why he did what he did while he was in the military. But when he went to Klein's place and they tried to shoot him up with their plasma, it didn't take hold. Oh. So. Ooh, this should be weird to find out what happens then. It might be. Uh, that that kind of hit me and it, it kind of made sense that. If he was full of another planet's plasma, then, yeah, he probably would react differently to an Arkan plasma. Okay. 
So that may be why it didn't take effect the first time. Yet he still seemed to show the powers. So I'm, I'm afraid if he ends up getting too close to maybe whatever, wherever he was originally infected, that he might revert back to his old, um, oh. commando self. Crap. So that just something to, uh, Keep an eye out in the future. Something to chew on. Yeah, so we're all freaking out. Great job there, Steve. Oh, great. (laughs) Now I'll be freaked out every time I watch him. All right, everyone. Obviously, we have theories. Do you have theories? We want to know. Fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Find all of our contacts over at www.fangirlzone.com because you can always tweet us or Facebook it or everything in between. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and all the platforms you're finding us on because good ratings help other fans find the show and find us. So, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean fangirl And I'm Steve. They were so busy whacking off to the tech details, they overlooked the bio clues. Until next time. <laughs>